is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is not Nick Angstead. This is Isaac, the co-host of Locked On Mavericks. And if you're new, this is not normally how it starts because normally our host, Nick, my partner, uh, hosting Locked On Mavericks, is running the show and hosting the thing. But And I could just kind of tag team along and throw in some, some of my nonsense here and there. But Nick is mid-flight on his way to Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Summer League where Dallas will be getting underway this coming weekend where we'll see the kind of debut of Dennis Smith Jr. I know we're all excited about that but uh, Dallas we had an eventful day and kind of it's kind of weird because I'm by myself tonight I say tonight you're listening to this uh, tomorrow which is on Friday but uh, it's kind of weird because we didn't really plan this. Uh, you know, we didn't. I was looking into going to Vegas too with Nick, but I had some things come up uh, just outside of the writing sports world. My wife had surgery today, so I'm taking care of my wife. I'm chilling at home. So uh, had a 12 hour work day today. So it might not be the longest pod because I am by myself. Uh, I texted my, my, my good friend Earl K. Sneed. You might have heard of him before, the beat writer for the Mavericks, kind of last minute. And I was like, hey, do you want to come on the pod tonight? And uh, we kind of he had some things going on. I think he would have pulled it off if I, if I really begged him, but uh, we're going to do it next week after Vegas. And he's hanging out with some family and stuff before he heads out for Vegas. So uh, <clears throat> I think we're going to have him on the, on the pod next week. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, I guess I could have got another guest. It's kind of last minute as far as we didn't know if Nick could pull it off today, if we could do it together, end up not working out. So I was like, hey, I'll just go with it. We had we had a ton happen today for the Mavericks. Uh, not all of them that I'm excited about. So you might hear me go ham about this trade that happened today. But anyway, let's uh, let's just briefly mention, hey, Mavs won Summer League today in Orlando. I know Orlando's pretty much like a YNCA rec league, and we're like, hey, who cares about Orlando? But they won the whole thing. They won the title, went undefeated. <clears throat> you know, Motley hit the game winner. If you haven't seen highlights of that, you know, Bikes Bikes is the, I guess you would say the MVP, the standout for the Mavericks uh, in Orlando. I don't see him having getting any run uh, with Dallas. I don't see it anything happening like Jonathan Gibson last year. We're just too I wouldn't say loaded, but we're too crowded in the backcourt at this at this time. So I don't see anything happening with that, but you never know. I don't know. He could get a training camp invite, but it was cool. Uh however much weight you put into a Orlando Summer League title, uh if you should say. Um I don't know if it's a championship shirt that you're gonna be I don't know, calling the hangar about in Dallas, asking if you could get. But if you are, uh, 
I do not have a link to uh, send you to to buy that shirt. You might be able to get it on sale. But uh, anyway, it's still cool. Motley hit the game winner, and uh, you know we're all excited about Jonathan Motley and uh, his two-way contract with Dallas. But moving on from that, uh, you know, kind of it's kind of like a joke now with Mavs fans. I'm like, are we ever going to do anything? And nothing new. Nothing new happened with Nerlens today. We're kind of that's that's the big thing for for everyone right now. What's Nerlens going to do? How much? You know, I I'd put it at ninety eight percent, ninety nine percent that he's going to be back. You always want to leave the percent. You know, the small percent. You never know, but uh, he should be back. Hopefully, we hear something any day now. Could happen over the weekend. Hope it does happen over the weekend. Uh, but you know, we've been joking all along, or saying not really joking, but. I keep on saying Atlanta is the number one team that I'm worried about right now. If you if you want to get Nerlens for under Max, so uh, I don't know. We'll keep an eye on that. Right before I hit record, the Tim Hardaway news broke uh, with with I think it was Woj that tweeted it out about him going to New York. So uh, that was an interesting uh, interesting deal to say the least, I guess. But uh, so anyway, there's still money out there. So don't think that there's not money. There is, but it's in random little pockets, if you should say. So we'll see what happens with Nerlens. Obviously, one of the bigger news today that happened with Dallas is, man, like you can't – it's hard to explain to people. It's hard to explain to people outside of Dallas or outside of Dallas sports or outside of Dallas sports fandom the – I don't know, the impact of Dirk Nowitzki. And he opted out. You know, he didn't opt out. It was a team option. Whatever you want to say with this. And I just want to say this. We've talked about this before. Nothing happens with Dirk's contract or even with the Mavericks without his say-so. He is a part of the whole crew. The big, you know, we say five now. You know, bigger than a big four because Finley's in that. You have Rick Carlisle. You have Mark Cuban. You have Donnie Nelson. You have Dirk. And you have Michael Finley. You know, I'd say that's your big five making the majority of all the decisions with the Mavericks. And so Dirk's a part of that. Dirk was in there on you know in the draft room on draft night. You know, he has input with different things. So if you is it a sacrifice? Um, Dirk's deal. Obviously, you've probably seen it by now. If you haven't, Dirk re-signed. It is official. I got an email this evening from the Mavericks. Uh, the official email saying he, <clears throat> 13-time All-Star Dirk Nowitzki re-signs with the Dallas Mavericks. And um, the reported uh, money on that from Tim McMahon, he was first to it at VSPN, that it was two years, or it is two years, $10 million. So that puts you at about $5 million a year. Um, I don't care how old Dirk is. I don't care how much you want to talk about his defense. I don't care what you want to say about Dirk Nowitzki in a negative way, but for $5 million a year, it's almost, it's just, it's kind of sad. Like I, t- I tweeted out a few weeks ago and I said, is it bad that I want Dirk to get paid even like paid big time, like a max money deal, even if it means like less flexibility for the roster? Because I don't know. I was just, I was more happy last year whenever I knew Dirk was getting, what, $20 million, $25 million. And even if, you know, we lost, we didn't get to the playoffs, you know, it was kind of a rough season. It was a rough season. 
you kind of just have this warm feeling in your heart that, okay, well, Dirk got paid. Dirk got a good paycheck. And that's just, you want Dirk happy as a Mavs fan. And do we know what what happiness is for Dirk? We don't. Only Dirk knows that. So, you know, there's not really much to talk about the contract. We No one knew how much he was going to come back for. You know, it's the same setup as the previous contract. He, he signed it with, you know, two years, the second year being a team option. So if this if this coming year is not the last year for Dirk and he want to go he wants to go for the record 21 years with one franchise and plays two more seasons and actually and goes for he would have a really good shot at hitting Wilt Chamberlain on the scoring list which would be insanity but if he played two more years but yeah it it goes into I don't know we don't know what what's next you know what what went into that number was it you know luxury tax spending uh was it future moves around the corner uh was it just hey i just want to you know i just want to give more flexibility to the roster with what you want to do um did he give up more money for nerlands as far as when we'll see what nerlands is going to is going to sign for I don't know. There, there's there's just questions with that, and questions that we just don't know at this time. I mean, I'm rec- I'm recording this right now. I mean, hours, you know, five or six hours after the news broke. So, and just a couple hours after it went official. So, there's still a lot to uh, be worked in with that. I know I've gotten tweets and stuff as far as you know how does that affect our cap room and stuff. I'm going to touch on that in just a little bit because Dallas was not done with news. And uh, there, there could be some effect with that. So anyway, I was I was at work today, and I you know I get get the notification or whatever um, on my phone saying Miami you know is is signing Kelly Olynyk to the, the five year deal or four year. I could be wrong. I should have that written down. Come at me, come at me, bro. Uh, but Olynyk, you know, whatever you want to say about Olynyk. Miami had to Miami had to create room for him or has to create room for him uh, to sign that deal not not just him but they want to create room past him they want to create room uh, to bring to bring back James Johnson which they end up doing a you know an hour a couple hours later but the but the notification hit my phone saying Miami is looking to shed deals and they're talking with Dallas to create cap space and I'm I'm like well, holy crap, Dallas is actually doing something. One of my good friends tweeted at me, said, Cuban's alive, he is alive. And uh, so that, you know, it's like, okay, what what are we going to do? I got another text from, from somebody saying, you know, I'm just saying Justice Winslow is the only guy I'm interested in getting back. And I'm like, mm, yeah. And at that time, James Johnson hadn't signed yet. So I was like, I would take a signing trade for James Johnson. I, I like James Johnson a lot. And but I I do like Winslow, so immediately I was thinking, okay, if we're going to take a contract back, what asset are they going to attach with it? So then it was a little bit after that that Shams tweeted out said it was McRoberts, and then said it was Dallas being the team. You know, even though you know he was just building off what McMahon had reported also, and so I was like, dang it, Josh McRoberts, and uh, you know we'll talk about him as a player in a little bit, but I was like, okay. If if we're gonna take back McRoberts, then we better be getting first from it. 
Like, I don't care if the first is in, like, you know, 2088, whenever, I don't know, we're ordering toothpaste from some futuristic world and they're delivering it to us. I don't care when the first-round pick is. I just want a first-round pick if we're going to take on the contract of Mitt Roberts. So, you know, I tweeted that out. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was already thinking, I was like, all right, you know, we're going to get a first-round pick, taking back Mitt Roberts off their hands. You know, it could be worse, I guess. But, you know, I would at least – if I'm going to take a contract off somebody's hands, I would rather take somebody – like one of the Boston guys that we've talked about before that I've written about over the past couple of days. So anyway, then then the actual news came, you know, I think it was Shams that tweeted out the complete deal. It was Josh McRoberts, and it's not official yet. I guess it's going to happen tomorrow. Um, Dallas has not announced it. So it's, it's Josh McRoberts and a future second-round pick for A.J. Hammonds. And I don't know, you know, we have at the Smoky Cuban, you know, I'm the editor of the Smoky Cuban and we have our, you know, our, our group chat between our staff and we, you know, we sent the tweet out or you know, somebody, you know, screenshot the tweet and, and said, Hey, what, what's going on? How do we feel about this? So the whole staff was, you know, going back and forth and, you know, there's just, I'm just not the biggest fan of it. And I don't know. Some people, there's a lot of different avenues to look from it, and I, I'm going to try to go down through some of them. But let me just let me just tell you where what I'm thinking about off the bat. First of all, you're getting Josh McRoberts. Josh McRoberts is out of Duke. He's a six ten power forward. I would say a stretch four. He can hit the three. Uh, he played in 22 games last year. Yeah, tw- 22. Not. You know, not 82, you know, not a full season, um, not 72, not 62, 22. So, yeah, do your math on how, how many games he missed last year. Uh, but in those 22 games, he shot 41% from behind the arc. So pretty good number for 22 games. He played, let me just say, he's he's 30 years old, so he's kind of past uh, the little timeline, I guess, if you know we've like to talk about that or we've used that kind of term in the, in the pod over the past couple of days as far as like a timeline of you know all of our ages you know even like Barnes being you know 24 25 New Orleans 22 23 you know Dennis Smith 19 you know our our core even if you want to say Seth Curry that 26 27 you know our core is right around that mid 20s lower 20s core then you're bringing on McRoberts you know at at 30 years old and he's played in he's had some injury histories so he signed the deal with Miami back three years ago so he spent the past three seasons in Miami he's played in 81 games over the course of three years he's played and let me just repeat that he's appeared in 81 games in three years that's a lot of games missed for injuries but I do understand this this deal might not, and it sounds like it's not about his talent, and it's not about his fit. And I think we'll see more about this, but as far as like what his is his role like moving forward, because I've seen a lot of, a lot of Twitter and Reddit. You know, we try to stay plugged in. Just I just want to see what Mavs fans are saying, and 
a lot of people are just talking about his game and you know what he does well, what he does not do well, and all this stuff. And I think from a mass perspective, this is bigger than you know his talent because it's the six million he makes six million dollars right now, and it's the fact that it comes off the books next summer. I'm not stupid. I get it. I get it. I'm like, okay, cool. AJ Hammonds was slated to make you know a couple million. You know, one it's it's going to save us one point five million next summer. So you're trading off AJ AJ Hammonds and his one point five million dollars for next the next year, and then there's you know the year after that. So I get that. Okay, you're saving one point five million in cap space next summer, and you're taking on McRoberts right now at six million dollars for just this season, and then he can walk. You know, for nothing, you know, he just comes off your books next summer. So I get that. And then there's the second round pick. And let me just throw this at you. People were, you know, talking about, you know, some people love the deal and said, hey, hey, you at least get a pick. You get you get another second round pick. What does second round picks mean to Dallas? Like, I'm a super optimistic guy. And I, I take up for Cuban and Donnie. And Rick, I take up for these guys more than, more than I probably should because I don't like negativity. We've talked about this before as far as, you know, when I, whenever I came on board as the editor for the Smoky Cuban, I said one thing to my staff. Well, I've, I've said a lot of things, they know. But one thing I wanted to instill in our site is, okay, there's people that cover different teams. There's people that cover the, a bunch of people that cover the Mavericks and this and that. So I want to always be positive. I, I want to always try to be, you know, there's there's plenty of people that's going to bash. There's plenty of people that's going to just hound Cuban or hound Donnie, just completely bash decisions and all this stuff, and I get that. Like, I, I get it to an extent, but I feel like it goes overboard sometimes, and I want to try to find the good in things. It's kind of how, I'm, how my DNA is woven together uh, just in life, but... It's something I want in the site too, because I want fans to come and even in the situation, even in this trade. I don't like this trade. I don't. I don't like the trade for Dallas. I don't. I understand it some or whatever, but I'm gonna give you three three reasons why I don't like it, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with a couple of reasons why I do like it because I do want to give you, if you are fans and just like myself, when I'm looking at it, I'm saying, okay, I don't like this deal, but I want to try to find good things from it because I do want to try to give. Some fans that are maybe upset about it, I'm like, okay, hey, here is here are a few things that you can take from it and say, okay, you can at least hang your hat on this. But anyway, back to the second round pick thing. Some people are like, hey, second round pick, okay, cool, we get another second round pick. What does it matter to Dallas? I just want to list you the past multiple second round picks the Mavericks have owned. Or not really owned, but they've selected. A.J. Hammonds, Satnam, Muscala. I'm just going to list names for you, okay? Last names. Muscala, Johnson Odom. I can't even pronounce his name. Gombo, N-G-O-M-B-O. Alibi, Nivens, Sean Foster, Rakovich, Sibutis, Fazikas, Pinnock. Yeah. I mean, I can't even barely pronounce these guys. I guarantee you half of you or 90% of you guys have never heard of almost all of those names. It's because Dallas just doesn't use those second-round picks. Most of the time, they're traded off, they're stashed, or whatever it is. And I'm just like, 
what does it matter if we're getting a second round pick in this deal? Plus, when I when you start looking at the pick, Miami's sending a second round pick. Well, if you look into Miami's picks, they can't they don't have a second round pick to send until after 20, 2022. 2022. So not only are you getting a second round pick that is what five five, six years away at least. But Dallas has shown no indication to really care about second-round picks. We've never – even in a time like this, this is one of my major frustrations, and I've, I've briefly touched on this before. We look at the finals. We look at Pat McCall. We look at even Draymond Green. You look at Malcolm Brogdon, second, you know, the rookie of the year. You look at these guys. These are second-round picks. And in, in today's game, how and how you see the importance of draft picks now – and with second round picks, it's just something that I don't know. I feel like you should just value so much. That's why I, I, I was wanting Dallas to move in to get a guy like a Jonathan Motley in the second round. We end up, you know, lucking out and we struck gold with that as far as, you know, we got somebody that was projected a first round pick in the undrafted pool. But there's importance to those second round picks. And so that's why I'm saying like when, when it says Josh McRoberts and oh, you're getting a second round pick for, for taking back McRoberts, that means absolutely nothing to me. I don't, I don't care. Like it, it, I don't care. That's just throw it out away. Cash considerations. That's part of it too. We've touched on that in previous, a few pods ago, that cash just goes towards Dallas's kind of bank, you know, a little, I don't know, a little leprechaun pot of gold to, to buy future draft picks. If you should say, um. <clears throat> then you look at AJ Hammonds. You know, like I don't know. Last pod, I said, hey, when I'm looking at the Vegas roster, I said there was besides Dennis Smith, we all want to see how he plays. If there's one guy I'm watching, it's AJ Hammonds because I want to see if he can develop. I want to see what he can play because he wasn't that impressive. And listen, I don't, I don't dislike this trade because. I think Hammonds is going to be good. I I don't, and it, it's nothing. It's no indication. Like I have nothing against AJ Hammonds. Like I just don't think he's going to be that great. He hasn't shown any indication of that. So there there are some people that saying, "Hey, I don't like this trade for Dallas because oh why why are we giving up on AJ Hammonds? Why are we you know why are we giving up so quick? He can be developed and all of this stuff. You know, blah 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 blah, and." I'm not in that camp. I, I don't want seeing him play this year. I mean, even when he went down to the Legends in Frisco in the G League, he, he really didn't do a ton. He didn't play you know particularly well. Uh, he's kind of slower at times, and he does have a, a, a nice shot, but I don't know. I I hope Miami. I wish the best for him, and I hope Miami takes him you know kind of under under their wings and kind of develops him some or whatever it is, but. It's clearly that this move was about cap space, and that's that's just where we come from it. And this is the question. Okay, no, I'll get to the question in a little bit, but I'll just ask it now. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh, honey, mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um, well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, sunshine. <laughs> Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. 
What's the question? This this is my question: Is rostering is bringing Josh McRoberts on the roster over a young player that's still a free agent on the market worth the one point five million dollars in cap space next summer? Now let me just kind of unpack that a little bit. So first, I want to talk about three reasons why I don't like this trade. Because it is kind of like, there's some fans out there saying it's kind of depressing. And I was at work today and I told a coworker about this. I told him about the deal that just happened. And he said, man, I'm doing a podcast clean version of this. Man, Dirk gave up all that money to, for us to get Josh McRoberts. I'm like, well, <laughs> doesn't really work that way. But, you know, and here's my, here's my thing. Why not go after a younger player? Like, I, I get this as a trade. I get this was a situation saying, you know, okay, they need to clear cap. We're seeing a situation, you know, Dallas is looking at it like, okay, well, we can get off Hammond's contract and bring on like a one-year deal to open up cap space, blah, blah, blah. But here's my thing. He's still going to be taking up a roster spot. Like, he's going to be making $6 million, and we could go down through the roster and say this is who he's going to be making more money of, more money than you know this year, including Dirk. Guys, let that sink in. Josh McRoberts is going to be making more money than Dirk next season. I'm just going to let you ponder on that while I take a drink of water because I'm talking my head off, talking to myself basically. But my point is, if he comes in, yeah, I'm just coming – straight at you now if he comes in and he logs minutes he's taking minutes away from somebody a 30 year old josh mcroberts that's going to expire at the end of this year on a team that we're trying to put pieces together on this young timeline he's taking minutes away from people going forward and who is he taking minutes away from dwight powell I know some of you are like, what, are you upset that someone's taking minutes from Dwight Powell? I'm upset whenever we're paying Dwight Powell $9 million a year. Now we're paying Josh McRoberts $6 million a year. Do your math on that. That's $15 million in these two human fours that can't even see the floor probably. Like, realistically, what's your over-under? Like, who, who gets the most DN, you know... I don't even forgot the acronym now. DMP CDs. Who who gets the most? Hey, Carlisle, looking at him and saying you're not dressing tonight, or you're not even going to log a minute tonight. Who gets more of those next year? McRoberts or Josh or Dwight Powell? Really? That's my thing. If we're going to keep Dwight Powell on the roster, I want to at least see him play. I want if we're going to pay him nine million dollars a year, he better be getting some minutes. That's one some of my biggest issues with him. I don't think he's that great. I don't think he's worth $9 million. But if we're going to pay him $9 million, I at least want to see him lock some minutes. I at least want to see him, I don't know, try to catch an oop for me to at least be like, oh, okay, and then just set back down because he jumped really high. I at least want to see something. But now we bring Josh McRoberts in, and now it's like, how wh- how does that even work? Because we got Dirk at the four, Barnes likes playing the four, Finney Smith, which we like Finney Smith's going to get time at the four. Where in the heck do these guys play? And you have to think Dallas is looking at options with Dwight Powell and 
you know, whatever it is. But I don't know. It's one of those situations where I just don't to fit with Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell didn't even didn't play already. Now you bring a McRobertson who's who's a better three point shooter than him. That if that if you're giving me the option of who would who would you rather have Josh McRoberts or Dwight Powell logging twenty minutes a night, I would or fifteen minutes a night, I would pick Josh McRoberts. I just don't understand that the fit with that. Maybe something else is coming. Maybe Dwight Powell is on his way out. I don't know. Maybe there's an, another agenda with Josh McRoberts, which I'll talk about in just a little bit. But my third thing, a third reason why I don't like the trade, and it's the main reason why everyone is kind of saying, you know, some people are saying, I like the trade. It clears up cap space for next summer, cap space for next summer, cap space for next summer, cap space for Seth Curry. And I've talked about Seth Curry before. Like him as a guy, he looks like he's dating Austin Rivers' sister. I don't know. I'm friends with one of their friends. Uh, We went to, uh, we both went to Liberty University. Uh, That's where I graduated from my undergrad from. And uh, one of uh, Seth's friends graduated from Liberty also. And we're kind of friends, connected and stuff. And, but anyway, like, I li- I like Seth. He seems like a cool dude. By talking with my friend, Seth seems like a really cool guy off the court as far as just personally and all this stuff. I think he'd be cool in Dallas. But here's my thing. Is he worth making all of these moves now to create cap to sign him next summer? Like that's that was that's been my concept all along with Seth as as far as what's his fit next to Dennis Smith, and then if you don't think it's going to fit, then you need to cash in now while his value is super high before you hit unrestricted free agency next summer, and then you'd have no clue who's going to pay what. So that that's just one thing that just kind of scares me is one Seth as a permanent two guard all the time kind of scares me some because I want a more defensive type guy next to next to a Dennis Smith, somebody like a Wesley Matthews, somebody like Avery Bradley, somebody like even a Marcus Smart. Like I want somebody like a defensive like stalwart next to Seth or next to Dennis or Junior. I guess we got to call him Junior. I haven't I haven't met Dennis yet, so I haven't shook his hand. Uh, because I haven't got to go to a practice uh, this week, the past couple of days. And, uh, of course, you know, we don't have training camp until later this fall. But I look forward to that. So I'm going to call him Dennis until I actually talk to him and see how see if the junior nickname is actually something everyone calls him or not. But next to Dennis, you know, we talk about Seth's fit. So all I'm saying is, is a deal like this worth it? with the concept in mind of, oh, we have to create cap space next summer because we want to hand a big contract to Seth Curry. And that just scares me a little bit. I'm just saying it scares me some because I just don't know the long-term potential of Seth Curry yet. <clears throat> so let's go into the two reasons why I like it. And that this is how I'll wrap up the pod today. If I I'm trying to find something with, with reasons why I do like to trade. And 
I'll just say this. I think the McRoberts contract will really come in handy between now and the trade deadline. That $6 million contract, that's an expiring contract. So let's just say now. Let's just say the trade goes final tomorrow. You have McRoberts. You're you can immediately call Boston, or not not really Boston because they need cash, but you can immediately call somebody and even look at Powell too. Powell's on the contract for, for a couple more years, but he's more appealing. He's a younger piece. Somebody might value him some. But what if you package them together and said, hey, I, McRoberts and Dwight Powell, that gives you about $15, $16 million to call somebody up and say, hey, I'll take a contract off your books. I'll take a, I'll take so X player that's making fifteen sixteen million dollars off your books, and I'll give you Dwight Powell and McRoberts. You get Powell that's making you know less money than your player, and he's still twenty four twenty five, and then you're getting the expiring contract of McRoberts that's going to you know come off your books. Obviously, that's just another way to look at it. that. That's what. For me, that's what I view it as. I view it as a really valuable trade trade piece, or at least I hope so. If McRoberts is on our roster past the trade deadline, then I hate this deal. I kind of dislike it now. I do dislike it now, but I, I hate it if it's past it because for me, it's not worth $1.5 million next summer. I get it. Okay, you need every, every dollar that you can next summer. But really, you're gonna but you're gonna bring a thirty year old McRoberts onto your team to take minutes from people, even if he takes minutes from Dorian Finney Smith. Really, you're gonna bring him on your team only to let him walk, but so you can get one point five million next summer. That's not worth it to me. Finney Smith's Finney Smith's development as a player in minutes mean means more to me than that. Means more to me than the one point five million you're gonna have next summer it's gonna it means more to me to have i don't know I, you, you get my point with that <clears throat> but in a, in other sense with hammonds you can view it this way you're getting something for him this is a guy you drafted in the second round had to take a, a, another drink sorry this is a guy you, you drafted in the second round and didn't do very well at all. We talked about that a while ago. Unsure of what his future is in the league, even if he does have a future. And you turned him into an NBA player making $6 million. Josh McRoberts, who once signed a deal that was a pretty decent deal with the Miami Heat. So you, you basically you turned just a random second-round pick into an expiring contract worth $6 million. That realistically, you know, if you did move Dwight Powell, if you did move, you know, if you made a bigger trade and McRoberts was still on your team, I think he can log some decent minutes off your bench. I just don't know if I want him taken away from some of the younger guys at this point. So if you want to view it that way of saying, hey, well, if Hammonds was never, if he was going to spend time at Frisco this year, if he's never going to see the floor anyway, you at least turn him into something. So I, I get that. I get that. You turned him into something. You turned him into a trade asset, a bigger trade asset. I get it. I you can sell me on that. 
And then two, this is me speaking off both sides of my mouth, and you can call me out on that because this is a negative. I have this as a, one of the reasons I don't like it and one of the reasons I do like it. It opens up cap space next summer. You can, I can speak out one side of my mouth and says, what does cap space do for you? We've had it in the past couple of years. We've tried to use it. We struck out. We have some now. We haven't did anything. So, but then you can never be upset that you have cap space. So, <clears> hey, <throat> if you are one of these guys that's saying, hey, I love cap space. Give me all the cap space you want. It means everything in the world. Then there you go. That's something you can hang your hat on. So, those are three reasons with that. You know, Cole Rast, my co-editor at the Smokey Cuban, he, he texted our group a little bit ago and said, would you have did the same deal for Ed Davis up in Portland? Pretty much the exact same situation. Ed Davis made six, I think he makes like $6.3, 6400000 this coming year. He's going to be an expiring contract. Portland's in a similar boat. You know, they want to shed shed money you know now and stuff I don't know I, I think about it and so would you rather if you're the Dow if you're Dallas would you have rather did this deal the exact same deal and got Ed Davis back or Josh McRoberts Ed Davis is 28 McRoberts is 30 <clears throat> I think I would I think I would take the 28 year old Ed Davis but Anyway, it's just something, a random thought. It's also frustrating when you see us bringing in like McRoberts through a trade and then you see somebody like Ben McLemore that just signed in Memphis for like $5 million, $5 million a year because I really liked Ben McLemore. <coughs> but anyway, I want, I want to end the pod talking about cap space real quick just because it was tweeted at me. I know this is what we want to talk about or what some people are wondering about. Here's two options, and this was laid out by Kevin Pelton at ESPN. I think he did it for ESPN Dallas. <clears throat> There's two options when it comes to how Dallas how Dallas executes the McRoberts trade will determine how much cap space we have. Kind of the same ballpark, but you'll see the difference. Dallas has some has some exceptions. Okay, they have you know some mid level stuff, all the you know cap talk that you want to you know you can look up whatever. We also have some trade exceptions. As far as when we sent more players out than than what we got back, so we have a, a decent size trade exception from when we sent out Andrew Bogut. So here here's the deal with the McRoberts thing. This is Kevin Pelton talking from ESPN in his written form, is saying if Dallas takes McRoberts back, this is this is and keep keep this in mind. This is with the Dirk Nowitzki deal in place. The two-year, $10 million deal. If Dallas takes McRoberts into Bogut's trade exception, the Mavericks will still own their mid-level exception because they'll be over the cap. They'll stay, well, they'll stay over the cap. So they'll still have, if they take McRoberts and put him into an exception, which I think they will do, Eddie Sefko from Dallas Morning News even said, he tweeted out and reported that they're using some type of exception with McRoberts. So it looks like this is what I think they will be doing. They'll put McRoberts into that exception in that that trade exception from Bogut. And then Dallas will still own their 8.4 mid-level exception, non-taxpayer mid-level exception. 
<coughs> so you say, Isaac, what's the difference? What if they don't put him into that? So if they don't, that's with the Dirk contract in mind. If they don't, if they take on McRoberts' salary and do not put it in Bogut's exception, so take McRoberts' salary plus Dirk's new deal, then Dallas will have less than around $7 million, but less than $7 million in cap space to work with. So <clears throat> not the biggest deal in the world, but it does make a difference as far as you know what you could do with six or seven million where you just take that into next year or into the season, which I would be totally fine with, or would you rather move McRoberts into that exception to where you still own the eight point four million dollar mid-level exception? Then you're asking the question, is there somebody else on the market still that is worth that exception? A Jamichael Green, a Jonathan Simmons, something like that, you know. Even if you could, those are restricted free agents. If you could get them for that, who knows if you could or not. But it's just something to think about. That is how the exceptions and stuff could work. We'll get the official stuff. By the time you're listening to this, you might already know. Because you'll be listening to this on Friday. I'm recording this late on a Thursday night. So, (laughs) guys, that's that. I didn't go too hardcore, mainly because I'm tired. My wife's in the other room. I got to take care of her. I talk for 40 minutes by myself. This probably won't happen very often. You can bash me. You can hound me and say, hey, this is boring listening to one guy. Hopefully next time we'll know more in advance if it's going to be one of us or one of us is going to be flying to Vegas like Nick, and I'm super jealous of him. Uh, but he's going to he's gonna have a blast. He's going to be covering both of those Dallas games. So make sure you follow him. Follow him on Twitter. He's going to be giving a lot of updates. Nick's pretty cool on Twitter. Um, He answers more of you on Twitter than I do. I need to get better, so I'm sorry if you do tweet at me and I don't. But uh, but anyway, yeah, that's that. that. Hopefully the New Orleans thing drops tomorrow. I want to give a shout-out to Michael Agnew for the music at the beginning. Obviously, this is uh, kind of different. You didn't hear the normal little music at the beginning uh, that Nick usually adds, so I used... A sound clip from one of my friends here in Dallas. He was in a previous band in Texas, so I used a uh, a sound clip from that. And he also just released a new album on iTunes uh, called Living Words. So check that out. It's kind of like a spoken word uh, rap type of album. So make sure you check that out. Thanks to him for letting me use some of his music at the beginning of this pod. Guys, you're awesome. Thanks to our loyal listeners, our fan base. And uh, for the Mavericks, you guys, uh, you guys rock, man. It's cool seeing the uh, seeing the feedback. Nick and I took this pod, <clears throat> took over this pod from some great great guys that were you know laid the foundation for the pod. But we took this over about a month ago, and the feedback and the numbers and the amount of thousands of listens that this gets and people that you know interact with us and, and Mavs fans it's been really cool and the season's not even here so we got some fun stuff planned we got some fun guest plan uh from some potential players and people within the organization and some cool ideas some out of the box ideas too of maybe just some interviews about hey what's you know your job within the league maybe not even just strictly basketball related but explain to me what your job title is and what what you do with the Mavericks or what you do with the team or stuff like that so hopefully we can have uh, Earl on next week uh, he seems on board with that we we're texting about it so he said uh 
So we could talk about Vegas and stuff then too. And it's always good talking to Earl. Earl's one of the best dudes in Dallas. Sharp dressed man. Cool guy. Holler at him at basketball games. But anyway, it's been real. Thanks for hanging out with me, guys. This is Isaac. Next time you hear us, uh, should be Monday. Nick and I should be uh, should be back on the mic together. He'll still be in Vegas, but we'll have two Dennis Smith games to talk about, and uh, that'll be really fun. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Good talking with you. God bless. Peace out. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17